Hello, you're listening to Common Ride With Me, a podcast for fans, experts, and newcomers. It's all about tokusatsu. I'm James Dorrington. You can call me Kip, and I'm your expert. And I'm James Baker. I'm a newcomer. This week, we look at Common Rider Zero One, episodes 42 and 43. And... Shin. Free Fortnite. That's what I think. Free Fortnite. <laughs> What's going on with Fortnite? Oh, you haven't seen this? Oh. No. I have two hot button issues to bring up. First is the free Fortnite. Um, so like <laughs> Fortnite, still popular, even though it's not mm. cool anymore, it's still making tons of money, you know? Yeah. Like uh on Apple, and I think a lot of this stuff happened on Google too, but it's mostly been like Apple versus Epic, but um, they said, hey, we're reducing on all versions of Fortnite the cost of V-Bucks, but also we are going to be introducing a method to pay us directly without giving Apple their cut of the payment into the app. So, like, since Apple takes, like, 30%, it was, like, $8 for, like, a 1000 or, like, whatever, like, V-Bucks versus, like, 10 to pay through Apple Pay. Okay. Then Apple <laughs> banned Fortnite from the App Store. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, so you can't even download it anymore? You can download it if you've downloaded it before, I think. Oh, uh, that's crazy. Yeah. But so as soon as they did that, Fortnite had a new mode show up like within seconds of being banned from the App Store that was called 1980 Fortnite. And <laughs> it was like a machinima parody of that old Apple commercial of like, the woman who throws the hammer through the TV, but it's all in Fortnite. And then it like ends this message about like how they're going to fight against like monopolies and like <laughs> use hashtag free Fortnite. <laughs> wow. 2020. Here's the thing. I agree with Fortnite and they did it right now. They had a lawsuit ready to go within seconds, a new video ready to go in seconds because Apple's currently being investigated for like, anti-monopoly and like antitrust stuff and i like agree with the monopoly argument from epic but also they're billionaires <laughs> so fuck them <laughs> like them as well uh and like it's just like th- this fight is like two companies led by a dude named tim like fighting about like money when they have too much of it already it's just like ah. <laughs> it's just like really funny to me that like they try to get like free Fortnite trending. <laughs> Uh, is this something that took place this week or? Yeah, it happened this week. It was like three or four days ago now. Yeah. I'm glad for you. (laughs) I really am glad for you. Uh, but no, um, how are you this week, James? (laughs) I've been good, man. How about yourself? Other than getting heated over free Fortnite topics. I do not care. I like never (laughs) liked Fortnite. Just, I love the idea of a company putting together a hashtag. Really, just to get their fans to harass Apple support, like, honestly. So, like, I don't actually love it. But I love the concept of somebody doing something to get banned on purpose to try and to try and start a lawsuit and then putting out a hashtag like they're, like, some kind of victim. But 
Yeah, they definitely had it planned out for sure. Oh yeah, my week was pretty good actually. Um, big shout outs to our fans in Ireland. I woke up one day, saw that the podcast had way more listens, and I was like, "What's going on?" Like that mm-hmm. happened overnight. I couldn't find out why. It wasn't like Jay Z came out and said, "Hey, what's up? <laughs> Love Cop Ride with me." <laughs> it's the first podcast exclusive on title. No, it wasn't like that. Like that it, would be awesome though. Yeah. <laughs> That would be so funny because, like, the main thing about title is like the file size and like the format. And I'll tell you right now, that doesn't mean anything when you're on a podcast like this. Like, we're just talking. Like, that's not going to matter. Mm-hmm. Like, new hi fi common ride with me. But no, um, then I found out like a couple hours later that we had debuted in the top 15 of the podcast charts uh, for TV reviews in Ireland. From out of nowhere, really. Woo! Yeah. What's up, Ireland? Yeah, what's up? <laughs> In my room right now, like I have a, a um a blowtorch and a guy from England, and I'm ready to get more of you like invested. So <laughs> you never know. If 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 our part really takes off, we might do a meet and greet in Ireland one day. You never know, man. Guys, yeah. <laughs> Start subscribing now for our post-COVID Irish tour. <laughs> It'd be a lot of beer for sure. Yeah, but like just stuff uh, for me. I was just like, I, I, we've done well in some countries, like in the Philippines and Japan, where they love Common Rider. Ireland, I did not know, and I might need to reach out, like we did for, um, like looking at like Toku fans in like Hawaii, for example. We'd be like, hey, what's up with Toku mm-hmm. in Ireland? What's going on over there? But no, that was like a very nice surprise, and like thank you for that, fans. What have you been looking at this week, James? Sheesh, I got a lot on my plate this week. Um, finally got around to checking out BNA. It's an anime that dropped uh, earlier this year from the um, creators of, I believe it was Kill a Kill. Very good okay. anime. The soundtrack is dope. The concept is different. And I feel like I'm slowly becoming, uh, becoming a, a furry. I didn't even know what a furry was until a couple of months ago. So a furry is somebody that watches like pretty much anime that's animal based. <laughs> like uh let's say like B Stars, uh Near or <laughs> That's BNA. a that's a that's a definition of furry that I think some people might have different opinions on, but I'll okay, allow so, it. So 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 that's what I no, mean. No, it's fine, by it's fine, it's fine. I don't I don't know I don't know anything about the other one. That's just me. Uh other than that, uh I checked out the new show that dropped on uh, HBO last night, uh Lovecraft Country. It's gonna be it's gonna be special. How's that? Sorry, I was just saying. Uh, first episode is really good. Um, I like the creators behind it. So, so uh, I, I forget one of the creators' name, but it's Jordan Peele and J J Abrams working together yeah. to put this together. And uh, yeah, first episode is pretty good. Um, I'm not really familiar with Lovecraft's works, like his writing or anything like that. But I'm pretty sure I'm gonna have to go <laughs> read some of his books now after this show. But Really good first episode, and I've been playing. I just bought Rogue Company today. Oh, what's that? So it's a, it's supposed to be like the new shooter that's supposed to you know uh, get everybody get everybody away from like Fortnite and Call of Duty. So it's pretty it's pretty simple. Um, right now it's still in beta. Uh, so it's a four on four and kind of like a closed quarters map, not really open world like a Call of Duty or Fortnite, just like mm-hmm. one map, four v four. Uh, they have two different 
uh, play modes right now. Uh, the one I've been playing is called Strikeout, and pretty much Strikeout is like a King of the Hill based game, but you get a certain amount of lives for your team, so it just turns into a team death match. But uh, I will compare it to this third person shooter, very Fortnite ish, with the Rainbow Siege kind of tactical mm-hmm. element to it. I was gonna ask that, yeah, and uh, yeah, and uh, it reminds me of Apex too. Like certain characters have certain kind of uh perks that only they could use in certain guns like that but it's it's so addicting i bought it at uh 1 p.m today and i've been playing it up until 1 a.m now <laughs> and it's, it's highly addictive I'm, I'm super excited to see what the full game looks like once it's out of beta firm but yeah be on the lookout for rogue company for sure it's gonna make some noise yeah um have you heard of um like fall guys actually bro yeah Fall Guys is one of the most stressing <laughs> games I've played in a long time. Super fun, but it, I, I've never yelled at my TV like that, even playing like first shooter, first person shooters, or anything like that. Yeah, no. But Fall Guys brings out that malice in me, if you will. <laughs> no, it does because it's so cutesy. <laughs> and yeah. in how many other games can you jump the last second you're on a platform and Fall Guys, it puts it one step back so you always fall and die. Bro, like the mechanics on the jump is the worst. Like that, it it's like a delay or something like that. I I I still can't figure the mechanics out. Um, going into it, I thought I was gonna own everybody. Like you said, it's so cute and you're yeah. Like, oh, probably a bunch of little kids playing this. No, <laughs> it is. No, it's real. <laughs> it's intense. It goes down on Fall Guys. If you guys haven't played it yet, there's like weird stuff like. Walmart like photoshopping the Fall Guys characters in Walmart vest like it's wild there's all these brands trying to get on top of it too but oh I didn't know that that's cool yeah it's they smell blood in the water like oh like, let's get on this yeah cause like the, the the cool thing about it is that you know when when I was growing up and I'm pretty sure we were around the same age group you know like games like Mario Party was super popular when I was growing up but you can only play it with like four players or like, you know, for your friends, you had to, like, switch controllers on and off. Or if you just had it by yourself, you had to go against a computer. Now, it's a Battle Royale type style. Bro, this is what we've been asking for. Yeah, and, so like, honestly, uh, word of warning, it costs $20. Just it's free for PlayStation Plus till September. So if you do want to play it for free, that is the way to get it. Like, there's a lot of people that are like, oh, it's, like, a cool, like, free-to-play game. It's actually not, which kind of sucks, but... Yeah, um, so if you guys are PlayStation uh, owners, get on the PlayStation Store right now and get it for free. That's what I did. I probably wouldn't have even bought it if I if I had to pay for it because I wouldn't have known anything about it. I would have just been like, no, I'm not paying $20 for this, but it's definitely worth it regardless. Yeah. No, Um, to circle back around um, to Lovecraft, uh, a lot of people have done great stuff with Lovecraft stuff. Um, Lovecraft himself was like, not just like, looking back at like great great grandpa racist but like at the time racist uh so there's others there's other people that have like run with that with that ball and like that like genre um okay so this is like a narrative that that he's known for like his works is like deal with like racial tension well he himself was like very against like um the words like miscegenation which is like would like you have children outside of like your race like he was very much against that which is like yeah he had some good things to say about hitler too uh oh wow 
he's the guy though who made Cthulhu and like that kind of like Lovecraftian horror, like the like um most people say like Eldritch horror now, but um if you want something that's uh decidedly not that, um I've heard good things about the um show Lovecraft Country so far in the book, but um Yeah, I forgot to give a synopsis. Um it reminds me of like a get out type of narrative, like it's like a lot of Rachel's tension. Um, if you guys watch Watchmen, uh, the HBO one at the uh from last year, kind of has that vibe to it, but with like a sci-fi twist, like a Stranger Things or like a uh, um, let's say like a not necessarily a Cloverfield type, but like the the creatures kind of have that kind of look to it, like a lot of tentacles, uh, yeah. very obscure, uh, but yeah, it's it's it, the first episode was like a lot of you know back in the seg- segregated days and. You know, like having one of those uh, kind of just reminding you like where we came from and why we're here type of narratives. And then it transitioned into the more sci-fi towards the end. But I think it's going to be good. I'm so my thing is I take both Jordan Peele and J.J. Abrams equally as a plus for Jordan Peele and a minus for J.J. Abrams. <laughs> why does nobody like J.J.? Look, outside of Force Awakens, which I thought was <laughs> perfectly serviceable as being just kind of like a popcorny, like nostalgia yeah. look back, I haven't liked anything like he's done. I like hate his stuff. Hmm. I love Jordan P. Like I loved Us. I love Get Out. Like I um yeah, it's kind of hard to hate. Didn't Jordan. like Twilight Zone, but who did? <laughs> you didn't like what? I didn't like Twilight Zone, but who did? Was was that really him though, or did he just put his name on it? I don't think that was really him writing. I mean, Somebody's yeah, favorite. which is why the guy like was half jokingly saying it, but no, um, <laughs> I'll probably give that a look. Like I haven't really looked at anything like from HBO for a while. Um, if you want something else, like in like the Eldritch like horror, like cosmic horror like genre, that's also like a um, retelling of one of like Lovecraft's like things. Um, there's the Ballad of Black Tom. That is an astounding novel. It's like a pretty short one too. It's like maybe like seventy pages. And it's a okay. It's like a perfect, like a modern retelling of like what this 1920s, like New York, like horror horror story would be. And it's great. I'll check it out. And I don't want to dwell here too wrong, but um, my second pop culture maelstrom has to be. Um, I'm not going to name too many names, but um, the um, l- let's call this the um there are some people that have been responding negatively to um, the new Cardi B song WAP. <laughs> WAP. WAP. Yeah, WAP. <laughs> uh, and here's the thing. I think everybody likes sex and we shouldn't be weird and be like, oh, like women can't like sex or like make dumb joking songs about it because that's literally like 40% of culture is people making dumb songs about fucking and like being horny I feel like but (laughs) I'm gonna tell you right now um, that you all the fans you James have permission to like slap me as hard as you can if I ever get on social media like some of these people saying like oh if you're that wet get a mop if you're that (laughs) wet you have an infection there was one guy (laughs) There was one guy who hurt himself 
more than I've ever been hurt in my life. Because he said, and I, not and I quote, because I don't have the quote up, but and I paraphrase, um, well, this is um, the reason we're saying that this song isn't realistic is because everyone knows that um, heterosexual women don't get like wet during sex. I'm sorry, but right now, permission to to everyone in Ireland and everywhere else to slap the shit out of me if I ever say anything so asinine oh in a public God. place. Do you imagine publicly saying that? Because, like, just I, I saw this dude get, get dunked on. And I was like, <laughs> oh my God, you stupid fuck. That's like, insane. That's how I like, think, like, just look. It's a dub song. It's literally just a song about like rhyming different words for like for like dicks and butts and like vaginas and stuff. It's just a fun song about sex, and I cannot believe the ways people have twisted themselves yeah. around to be like, "Oh, I'm, this is terrible." I still can't believe the guy that you showed me about the. Uh, he's like, "This is a fem- feminist movement is about." I'm like, "What? That's that has nothing to do with that." <laughs> well. I don't want to invoke his name because of like bad fans, but he basically like reread the song to be like, oh, um, wet ass P word. <laughs> and just like, um, and just he ends it by saying, this is what feminists want. It's like, yeah, I think feminists do want to like have fun sex like a song <laughs> in 2020. I don't know. That seems pretty right to me. But I don't know. Uh, but no, this is my permission. Like, um, that if you ever see me in any circumstance say something as horrible to myself, the harm I'm doing to myself to say, well, heterosexual women don't enjoy sex. <laughs> Just slap the shit out of me. And uh, that is why uh, you were listening to a podcast about tokusatsu, which is a <laughs> genre of stunt work and. But no, um, we have a very serious week of actual content where we're not like just joking around here. But man, before we get into Cover Zero One, uh, could you give me just like one word to describe your reaction to this like this week of new stuff, James? Amazed. <laughs> Amazed. Yeah, it, it was a lot. Yeah. But uh, let's get over there. So this week we looked at uh, Cover Rider Zero One episodes forty two and forty three. Episode forty three, forty two is titled "As Long as There's Malice," and episode forty three, that is a heart. So yeah, uh, some big episodes. Yeah, huge. Yeah, this is our penultimate, our second to last episode, <sighs> looking at like Cover Rider Zero One, and I told you that we were getting near the end game. <laughs> I didn't want to believe it, but these two episodes definitely definitely feels like it's all about to be wrapped up in the next couple of weeks yeah they had to move fast and uh mm-hmm. they definitely <laughs> impact but this is this is the part of a roller coaster when you like about to get off and you don't want to <laughs> yeah this is the part where they're like trying to make you want to get off like the <laughs> the little arm thing goes up you're like all right exit to the left <laughs> you're like i don't want to i'll do it again <laughs> yeah 
And that's a common ride that we there you go out every week. But no, um, so episode forty two starts with Izu seeing a vision of Hirobi becoming corrupted by malice and turning into the Ark. So when so when that happened, did you think? Did you think like you? Yes. <laughs> I'm like, did I miss something? I'm like, what happened last week? It was just like straight in there. <laughs> I was confused for a second. Yeah, because I like put these on like my Plex server and like watched them on my TV. So I'm just like, oh, did I like put 43 <laughs> first? <laughs> and just yeah, there's a lot of like full on like the end of like an anime where it gets like weird stuff going on where there's like conversations about like God and everyone because like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you see like. <laughs> Roby kills Aruto and then like Izu meets Azu and talks about like how the Ark is a god and Malice lives inside of everyone. And yeah, just uh, a very hard way to start this because we know there's like levels of impressions and like seeing the future, but also I like um, how with this development though, like the plot goes from like everything in the past to the fact that, well, no, here's now like the sins of the present. Like of the current people, which is like really cool to me. Mm-hmm. And um, Hirobi finally does it. He finally calls all Yuma Gears and says, "Let's go destroy humanity. Like, let's pull up and let's do it." <laughs> and some pull up, not all, but some. Yeah, Hirobi always gets enough Yuma Gears in any one moment for the like sixteen stun actors they have. <laughs> I do kind of miss those episodes just checking in on human gears though. I'm not going to lie. I kind of miss those like little ep- those episodes I was complaining about as filler. <laughs> I kind of missed. I'm like, so what made those human gear go join Hirobi? Like what happened to them? Like what, did, how did their, I don't want to say owner, but the person that they're helping treat them that made them think that humans were evil. You know what I mean? I do. I do miss those back. No, that's something too. Like, Maybe it's just the fact that, like, literally all of them are entering the workforce after being, like, outlawed and, like, thrown into dumpsters and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> maybe that's it. Like a Chappie type thing. Yeah, maybe it's like that. Has Chappie taken over, uh, what's that movie? Uh, not, like, the Die Hard. Like, what's the movie with the, that robot movie from the, um, Oh, the I 80s? know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Something Five. Oh, okay, Johnny Five. Yeah. Johnny Five, yep. Johnny Five. What's the movie? What's the movie? It is Short Circuit. Short Circuit. There you go. Oh, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's been replaced by Chappie now. That's when you show your age right there. Yeah. <laughs> that's basically, like, we just did like one of those, like, uh, when did this become sexier than this memes right there? But no, um, we see a new character appear. And, like, immediately we know that he's international because there's a white dude and a black dude with him. Uh. <laughs> yeah, it was like a random white guy pushing a chair in the back. I'm like, oh, random white guy and a black guy. <laughs> That's basically a lot of what Toko is like, oh, shit's getting real. There's a white dude here, which means that, like, <laughs> it's international now. <laughs> That's uh. No, and, um, a new character shows up who seems pretty damn important, probably setting up for the movie or something. Um, yeah, that was also a mo- moment that I felt like I should know who that guy was. And I'm like, who is this? He seemed important. His name is 
Yodagaki Williamson, which is also like, I'm an American character. <laughs> My name is Williamson. <laughs> uh, it's so hokey, but like, I do love when like, the only way they can show that a character is not from Japan is either um, making them like from the US in like a really weird way. Like um, in Sentai, they've had multiple like characters come from the US that are just like dressed as cowboys entirely. Mm-hmm. Guy loses his job at his chair and he seems to really care about that chair as he's in charge of the Thousand Division. But also he says, your job is to do whatever we tell you to. I thought he would have gave a lot more pushback than he did. He was kind of like, eh. Yeah, he's no longer like a villainous mastermind, so he's at the whims of whatever. And um, a little later, though, we see um, this guy contact Jin to say, hey, I'm not sure if the second part comes during 42 or like 43, but hey, like, I didn't revive you for nothing. Um, You should go kill Hirobi. And that's a big thing to kind of have happen in like the third to last episode or whatever. Just say, yes, I brought this character back to life, like setting into motion in the center of the show's plot. Yeah, and I felt like it kind of like yada yada. I'm like, wait a minute, what? That's yeah, that's yeah. how Jen came back? <laughs> like, so, can we like have a flashback or something? And he just kind of like, it came and went. But that's probably because of COVID. Yeah, and I'm sure like, Zaya International has like gotten like enough lines in the background where it's going to be something where there's like, oh, there's like four thousands that have like slightly different eyes or something, and they're all like trying to fight or something. Yeah. Um. But basically, um, what happened was when Izu saw the call to destroy humanity, that she went to go try and reason with Hirobi. Um, and they actually have like a really good fight like where she's saying hey what if there's like goodness in people and we can learn goodness he's like no there's like malice and there's malice in people and that will always bring the arc back and like I like um she makes this great point of maybe the fact that we both have like these different perspectives means that like our data has been tainted and it's like a really great just kind of like pin or like it's really great point for both characters then that's when aim shows up and kind of like ruins the conversation a little bit by saying yeah we'll kill you yeah you can always tell that the pushback that Hirobi gives like he he really wants to be nice to humans but he's just like stuck in like tunnel vision mode he's just like no they're they're bad we got they have to have to go but he he's definitely having like one of those kylo ren moments like no yeah because like before like right before like they had their hiatus like there were those episodes where like Jin and like Roby like very like not directly like they admitted oh yeah we uh, we're not gonna kill Aruto but like other people and like to see like just the idea that like well like the arc could come back this existential threat if people are like allowed to like live because they have mouse in their hearts it's like a very it makes sense for him to feel that but also it is just like it's very <laughs> much upping the anime like end game levels of this like whole like <laughs> fight too mm-hmm. i do love this fight scene though because like there's like um you and fua in the warehouse and they're jumping through stuff and there's like light work and there's like a lot of like mixed fights between like multiple opponents there's like tons of human gears and stuff it's a lot of fun um, yeah it was a lot of good fight scenes within these two episodes they did, they did a really good job as far as the chor- choreography yeah because like they're like pulling out all the stops right now and like all like 
different tricks or whatever. And and there's one scene where Azu taunts Jin by saying, like, oh, like you're sure like this wouldn't happen, that like Harobi wouldn't hurt somebody and that kind of stuff. And she's a she's a character that is just what range from the fact that like the actor playing both her and Izu are the same person and they're both like I'm not sure but in if not their first but one of their first acting roles like that's wild to think of right yeah she's really good and they'd like do like a lot of like fun stuff of her like um she has no freckles like Izu and they film her in like a different light and like a different like um like lens and like she looks like Izu but also those small things like make her never look like Izu too which is like really good like very subtle work yeah, when she first debuted, I, w- I wasn't sure if it was the same actress or not. <laughs> I was like, but yeah, I could definitely tell now. She's been in the opening the whole time with that long hair and that uh, goo or whatever she has. We finally see, I think Shesta tells Arto like, about it, and um, he goes to fight. And like um, he's having this speech about, like, um, hey, we don't have to keep fighting. Like, the arc's not here anymore. Like, there's no more hatred between, like, people in like human gears like there's no more malice if we just stop fighting but then like his like henshin jingle that says it's never over happens right after he right after he says we don't have to keep fighting mm-hmm. and oh that's brutal <laughs> we see izu still trying to like reason with hirobi and say no you have a heart and he's like no i don't have a heart i'm like a villain i'm gonna, gonna destroy the world uh and yeah so I want you to tell me what happens. Oh man, why you why you made me be the bearer of bad news? <laughs> I just want to hear just like your thoughts cuz I will summarize it, you will feel it. Pretty much in a nutshell, Hirobi kills is yeah, and I still don't want to believe it. No. He cocks back his arrow and shoots it right at her. And we see her She's all messed up, like Terminator style, just like. Which was spoiled in the last episode preview, which kind of sucked because this would have been more like jarring if I didn't know what had happened, but it still hurt no matter what. Yeah. And then she gets like held by Arto and then pushes him away as like her core explodes and like that kind of stuff. She pushed him pretty far. <laughs> yeah. I was like, damn, let's put some distance on that. <laughs> and then there's a. Uh, there's an explosion like there's no like ambiguity body stuff we see her bow floating down from like on high and man Arto, everyone reacts like you have like um like fua and like you are just speechless you have like Jin not knowing how to even look at hirobi and Arto just is in so much pain and is crying and screaming and yeah <laughs> this is a big moment and I kind of expected us to get a character death. I wasn't sure if it was going to be Izu. And I know that you maybe weren't expecting to get a character death. No, I wasn't. I'm just still on the fence about, about exactly how can they bring certain characters back. But this one felt like it's permanent. But we'll see. I think like the logic is that um, if they're hacked by a belt, they can't come back. But if they're hacked by the arc when they get angry they can come back but izu had no backup because mm. she was part of the project and there's also like some great like violin music too and then we're on to the next day and there's another attack from 
Hirobi on like another part of the city and like another great fight scene where we see like the two Ames riders like fighting and Jin shows up and then shit gets real real quick. But what do you think of this uh, new suit and this new? I thought it was pretty awesome. Um, it like low key looks like the zero one uh, suit. Then it kind of doesn't. But uh, I like it a lot. Um, I did see someone say that like under the eyes is supposed to be teardrops. Did you see that? I, I don't see teardrops when I, when I look at the face. That's the kind of thing that, yeah, it just that could be a thing. Yeah. Um, the guy like broke it down pretty, pretty, uh, pretty well. And I'm like, oh, I didn't see that at first, but I still don't see it. Enough. OK, yeah. Yeah, I can see that. OK. Yeah, that's just like small stuff on like the bottom of their feet have like their like logos and like there's like like little side things for their ears but no man they keep giving Aruto new belts to play with <laughs> he devastates the ever loving shit out of like Hirobi right here though cause um he like what does he even do he like um comes in like a meteor makes everybody like fly through the air forces Hirobi to slash himself with his own blade like <sighs> Forced lightning is oh. like Jin catches a bullet, but we didn't we didn't even talk about the reveal though. Like that reveal was crazy. Yeah, they were like, "Wait a minute, it's supposed to be Hirobi," which was really really good job by the writers due to subversion. I'm like waiting for Hirobi to turn into the arc, and when like the arc dropped to his knees after fighting, it's just like Aruto. Oh, I was so shocked. I did not see that as. A, any way to end this end this show at all. I would have never called that. And we know it's him before they reveal it, but they also the way they show his like shoes before they show his face. Mm-hmm. Well, it's just like very great. And just they do that flashback to the night where he's just like spent that whole day just kind of like lamenting Hizu's death and like um Fua and like Yua like are like, yeah, we should go. I let him be alone mm-hmm. and just to see him just like crying and like very eagerly like taking that progress key from like Azu and like this was kind of this was also kind of teased around when he became Shining Hopper remember he was kind of in that little realm that they show with like the red flames when it's like the Ark's world yeah that was kind of teased back then that's crazy because also like I really think like what this means here is though that like the arc is dead, just like the mantle isn't, which is like seems to be what they're going for. Cause like there's no consciousness like making Arto do stuff. Yes. Yeah, as we see later, he's just it's just him and he has so much hate in his eyes after he like cancels like his transformation and like looks at like Hirobi. Yeah. Yeah, when it was in uh Zaya headquarters and Guy pretty much broke down that uh the movement they're like it's him he's not being controlled or anything also that fight scene with Aruda versus the crew that was crazy in the little tunnel yeah that was wild that was a good fight at the end of 42 there's this scene where he's like draped against this like cell door like crying as like you see like Azu who like has changed her hair to be green just be like oh don't worry like I'll stay with you sir just like copying what like Izu said and like man Azu is such a fucking villain She's a mastermind, bro. And yeah, 43 is no better. <laughs> it's like, it's just more pain. And like that, like that fight scene 
in the tunnels like fun because like we see guy get taken out like he's lost his shit like he like can't transform anymore but then like the chips of the Ames riders get messed with so like it's a cool way to like let arc one win but also like technically like protect like those two a little bit yeah and i i did like how they decided not to like kill them or anything and it kind of showed that aruto is still down in there deep down somewhere like he's still aware that these are his friends i wouldn't even say he's that deep like he like they're surprised that he's not like attacking them he's just kind of like no i'm doing this and yeah they know it's him and like there's just like great moment where that guy says i'm like one percent worried about something he's like oh yeah because i was 90 like 999 percent sure it was aruto <laughs> uh. and like they're just full-on like deep in their shit these episodes because like metsubo genera just starts meeting at like some raggedy silk shit <laughs> like not I even thought, trying to pretend or anything but, i thought that was funny too <laughs> uh. And the belt like makes sounds like rage, destruction. Oh, I love that. Despair. And yeah. More from Hirobi being like, I'll even destroy like you, Jin. Like Jin being met by like Naki and like Raiden and then being like, huh, Hirobi's kind of on one, huh? The fight scene at the end though, where we, we see Aruto as Arc One fighting Hirobi, but also like there's like a bunch of like, different like magiers like dragging him down and holding him down like taking hits but he's still just kind of plowing his way through yeah it's uh, like when you find like a boss in like a video game and like they send out like little minions to, to, for you to fight before you get to them that's that's what that felt like <laughs> yeah but he was being like held down by like five people and also beating the shit out of like them all at the same time it was like really just unstoppable too because like he doesn't get like that very anime treatment uh where in the last episode, we're like, uh, like U.S. says, uh, this power makes the last arc's power seem like bullshit. And then he goes for a finisher and to pour more salt in your wounds. Uh, what happens? Man, my boy Jin sacrifices himself, returns the favor to Hirobi for when Hirobi saved his life. Poetic. No, and they just like show his like, uh, ear human gear thing fall right on like his gun and it's just like a very sad moment too because he's also like also dying and then he said like you're my father and it's yeah that was that was pretty emotional then fucking azu has mass produced keys and and gives one to hirobi (laughs) this like uh she's she's playing chess right now she pretty much orchestrated this whole thing to happen She's like, I know where Hirobi's is. She's like, she just set everything up for the, the arc to be able to come back. No, yeah. And um, like, honestly, um, what an emotional like set of episodes to lose like both Izu and Jin, who like were probably like the most innocent characters of the show of like wrongdoing for the most part. Like maybe not Jin, but still like kind of just uh, a lot of emotion here. Just like I'm very excited to see what happens next, but there's some intense episodes coming up. Yeah, man. This might be rapid. Is our next pod, is that, are we discussing the last episode? Is the highest Our next pod up? is the last two episodes, 44 and oh, 45. Man. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. And then we get to meet some new people after that. 
So are you expecting a happy ending or a sad ending? Because this definitely feel like it's going to be like, I mean, one of those end game endings, <laughs> like you said. <laughs> Kamen Rider's done both. Kamen Rider's done a lot of bittersweet endings too. Um, like um, to um part the curtain, we are putting out a bonus episode soon that's going to be kind of an intro to Kamen Rider game, and um, yeah, that's a show that also has a very interesting ending that's like pretty recent so i don't know like honestly like mm-hmm. anything could happen they could all die <laughs> like i was just expecting like a happy ending in all the shows but this definitely changed my mind like this i don't know how they could wrap this up in two episodes to make it like like a a feel-good ending that's definitely gonna be sad <laughs> do you want to place like our last our last set of bets our last set of Predictions for Kamen Rider Zero One. You first. Okay. First off, I'm gonna um, take the L, the happiest L I- I've ever taken. Because hmm. guess what? What? Izu isn't Aruto's mom, <laughs> <laughs> and he's not. We didn't find out that she's his mom, and also they were gonna hook up. So I'm like so happy. That is one of the problems that could happen sometimes. When there are two characters close enough without backstory, one of them ends up being the other's mom. That's just a that's just a fact of storytelling. <laughs> uh, so Izu is isn't Arto's mom. Now, post series they could do something. I hope they don't. But as of right now, in the normal canon, not the Legends canon or whatever, Izu isn't Arto's mom. Um, no, I think that. Um, Man, Arto has so many final forms now because he has like Metal Cluster Hopper is the final form of Zero One. He has Zero Two. He has Arc One. Fans are gonna talk yeah. about this forever and like debate it forever. Uh, debate what? As a, like, uh, fans love to debate what a Common Rider's final form is whenever there's like any kind of variance. Like, there's like a uh. couple shows where characters have like this is their final form. No, this is their final form. This is their final form. So. Would Ark qualify as his final form? Or would it be 0-2? Uh, well, here's the thing. I would probably say 0-2, but there are some people that'll be like, well, no. Um, he That's a, that's a new common writer. His final form is Metal Cluster Hopper. Huh? Some people will... Yeah, yeah. Wow. And there's people that'll say that's it's Ark 1, because it's the last form he got. And it's like, well, no, that's not what that means, but... There's people to this day that debate there's one writer I could think of, for example, where people are like constantly like he has three forms that you could each say were his final form. <laughs> uh, but um, no, my predictions for real, though, are. I think that we get at least one member of Metsubo Jinra who is actively working towards something with the Ames writers or Aruto. I'm going to say Naki. I think they are gonna end up some kind of bridge between Ames or whatever for their relationship with Fua. Maybe not. They are also in the place where they could just die. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> no, I think we get um some kind of we see zero one or zero two again. <clears throat> I think we see some kind of like last second return of like some memory of Izu or Arta's grandfather. I really think it ends with a bit more destruction and death 
and oh, wow. some kind of like maybe how Naruto ends, where it's like, oh, um, man, there's a lot of people dead and maimed and hurt, but we have peace. Mm-hmm. That's my guess. Like I think that we see zero one slash zero two again in some big appeal to kind of like to unity and people's like better nature. But also I could see us like losing some more characters and I'm hoping it's not like all of Metsubo Jinra, but I'm a little worried about that right now. Like I'm all, what are your thoughts on <sighs> the end of zero one? Well, I honestly can't see a going back to hidden intelligence as the president. Um, if anything, maybe he just steps down and just try to do his own thing. I don't think I think he'll just, just try to disassociate himself with being the head of a corporation like that. You know what I mean? Ooh, that's um, a good point. Yeah, I just don't see like after this happened how he could just go back to being front and center and, you know, addressing everything. I think he'll just I think he'll step down to do what? I'm not sure. I I really can't see it. Uh and I honestly still I still don't know if there's a way I don't really know the way to get him not to be the Ark. Um, Hirobi's still alive and he probably still wants to kill Hirobi. So I really don't know what would force him not to. But then you have the potential of Hirobi also becoming the Ark as well. So two negatives make a positive. Yeah, <laughs> I could see some kind of symbolism like that happening. Um, but yeah, man, it's just up in the air. Um, I could see I could see a semi melancholic melancholy ending, and then I could see a happy one. I could see both, but man, I just, I just, I still can't believe this is going to be over the next next time we talk to each other. We we would have yeah. to spend like at least another five or ten minutes just discussing our journey with this with this series. We really do because it's been a whole different time, just like from the start of this. To the end, because like I was super worried, like to show you Toku. I was like, "Is this gonna make sense? Is this gonna like register? Is this gonna like matter?" Part like is the show going to be good, but part like is the genre gonna like make sense to like the whole like premise of the show is like, "Hey, let's bring in people who aren't like longtime fans and see how they like deal with it." And I was like, "Oh, is this like just gonna be something that like you hate for a while?" Yeah. I was kind of nervous as well, but with me being a huge fan of anime, I think it trans transitioned well or translated well um, into me. Like pretty much, like you said, it's a live action anime. But uh, after checking out game, I do realize that there's different levels to how good a camaraderie show can be. And I'm not saying that Zero One is a bad show, but you could definitely tell like it's different levels. Why certain ones are ranked in the top five of all time or number one. You could definitely tell that there's different levels. No, they've done like 21 shows the past 21 years. And um, I'd say there's like two or three of them that are bad. But like there's like there's definitely some that like do like rise above like the general like I'd say like zero one still in like the top like seven or eight. But still, even then, like that, like top like three or four gets really heated. Yeah. With anything like with anything in like. Once you start talking like top five and all that, it's just it's just pretty much personal preference. That's what it usually comes down to. And I don't even have that many shows in my library. I would always remember Zero One as one of my favorites, no matter what, because that was how I was introduced to Comrider officially. Yeah, and um, 
you bring up a like very good point actually that um like uh when you say that Harto might not become like a major CEO, my thought is maybe he just goes back to the ruins of like hidden manufacturing and like that's like his ending is like rebuilding the small company. Yeah, I don't be on his own because he was just like a different person when he was pretty much building it from the ground up. He seemed more happier, more relaxed, and I could see him going back to do something like that versus, you know, uh, and you know who would have a happy ending for that? The director. <laughs> The vice president. That'd be happy yeah. for him. Like, you know what? You you take over from here. Do we think that Fu and Yua get together in the end? I don't see it. <laughs> I did see it, but these last two episodes, they really didn't push that. So I don't really know how they can go back. To yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know. Like that, like those, like those four that we did like a couple of like weeks ago, we were like, hell yeah, we totally see it. But after all this tragedy, I don't see how they could just, oh, here, here's these two. They're in a relationship now. You know what I mean? This whole thing has been consistently like a long jump, but like of a doable jump away. Like feels to me like just like, well, they're a man and a woman and they've talked to each other and been in scenes with each other a lot. So now they're OTP. <laughs> like <laughs> that is something where I'm like, kind of worried. Like, I could see it like maybe ending on like a bit of like a ambiguous note and maybe like one of the movies next year is like, oh, this is like the story of like Yua trying to stop this rogue rogue Zaya scientist, but she like is also stressed because she's supposed to go on a date with like Fua for the first time. Like that like that could be like a movie. But mm-hmm. I'd like it if it ends on like a mixed note for them. But no, I'm just it's been a wild ride. And um, it's going to keep going. But man, just the way that things have changed in the past years a lot. And like we'll have like even more to say then. But in two weeks, on September 4th, uh, we will have finished covering Zero One. Unreal. Just as well. And two weeks after that, September 18th, we will start Covering Artist Saber and look at those first two episodes. Which is also unreal. <laughs> but I don't know. My question... For you, James, is uh, when you're uh, not looking back at a year of adventure and new work, where can people find you? You can find me at PopcodeNet on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter.com at James Forge. You can find the podcast um, at Come and Ride With Me. Come and Ride With Me on Instagram, though I'm still figuring that out because we don't make our own content. So, like, that's like visual. So, I'm like not sure what to post there. But, uh, there's um comradesme.com and there is a podcast at comradesme for emails. Hey, maybe if we get some emails, we might um read some at the end of like next week's show, maybe if they like fit. But um yeah, we're always looking for um more five star reviews on iTunes. They super help. They help us randomly they help us like to randomly wake up and be like, oh, Ireland, huh? That's cool. So yeah, if you want us to uh randomly talk about like your country but like huh well we didn't know go and rate us but no um so this week what did we learn what to watch Kamen Rider and do oh uh (laughs) watch Kamen Rider and (laughs) self-destruct oh (laughs) R.I.P.